Hey everyone, sorry about that. We've restarted because Instagram's connection sometimes is not the best. Um, so hopefully we have a better run right now. We shall see and hopefully we can uh, speak some spiritual topics uh, in our chit chat with myself and Jay Jagannath Prabhu. And uh, hopefully it is working and hopefully it is announcing to everyone that uh, the video is happening. Um, yeah, okay, Geneva's here. Wonderful, okay, so hopefully it works now, everyone. Let's see. We shall see. Madhavapuri, welcome. Hari Bol. Is it better? I guess. Yeah, it's so interesting because I was saying when I was sounding unintelligible, that I don't think it's either of our connections. I actually think it's Instagram. Well, they don't like what we're saying? No, I think it's, I, I think it's just the platform because like on Zoom, I teach my yoga classes and I teach other trainings and stuff through Zoom all the time. We have our men's Sangha through Zoom and like this, and there's no issues on Zoom. So I, I'm pretty sure it's Instagram. I blame mm -hmm. Instagram, but mm -hmm. it seems like it seems like we've appeased the Instagram gods. So it seems like things are going nicer now. So the connection seems to be stable. And as you say that, it breaks up. Really? Here, I'm gonna mm -hmm. move. I'm gonna move. Maybe yes. it will be better. I'll take you on a little tour. Yes. <laughs> it would be a nice tour if we could see it. <laughs> okay. Is it better? Because I can hear you, John. Basically, it like froze and then, then you appeared here. Okay, but can you hear me? Yeah, I, yes, yes, yes. I can hear you like loud and clear. I can hear you, but it's freezing a lot. Right, guys? I'm not the only one, I think, right? What's you normally do Adi it in? And that's... Uh, someone is using that room, unfortunately. But again, like I have no issues really... I think we should just speak, Jaya, because I can hear you and you can hear me. So if the video is bad, then so be it. It's I can hear you when it's it's freezing a lot. Actually, we can try, but just let you know. I can hear you both. Yeah. Okay. What do you want to talk about? I don't know. It's been on your mind. This this technological stuff just now has gotten me out of the mood. So I'm trying to get back into the mood. <laughs> Oh God! So, well, it's just okay. Well, maybe we can talk about that because I think that you know, I think that it's so interesting how like we can use our phones for good and we can use material objects for good. Like we we can. There's the potential to do that, but the tendency is that we don't. You know, and so I think that a lot of the times there's a higher ideal that perhaps we seem to think that we can subscribe to as a person or as a human or as a society, whatever. But our lower tendencies really 
begin to dictate the show, you know? So it's like, yeah, I'm going to use my phone for listening to lectures and listening to chit chat and, uh, you know, that kind of stuff, like constructive things. And I've said this before on chit chat. I've said this before on chit chat where it's like, uh, what's it called? You know how at the end of the week, your phone kind of gives you like an update of like how much you've used your phone and exactly what you've used your phone for. Yes. I always find that super confronting because in my mind, I'm like this, you know, I'm spiritual. I'm trying to be a devotee, like da da da. I read, I read more Bhagavatam this week. Like in my mind, I'm like, I did good guys. Like I did great. And then your phone like gives you that slap at the end of the week where it's just like, um, your average daily use went up three hours. I'm like, oh, okay. And then it like breaks it down for you. It's like four and a half of those hours was on social media. Two of those hours was on this. And like, and then it's like one, 1% was on education. And you're just like, hmm, okay. <laughs> <laughs> and those are the facts, you know? So it's like our, our, you know, like I like to think that I'm using things service I, I like to think that but the reality of the matter unfortunately is that that there seems to be a what's the word like a gap you know between like what I think and what I'm actually doing if that makes sense yeah basically one needs to have vairagya this word vairagya we generally translate the word vairagya as renunciation mm. and be renounced if you want to use things in accordance to a higher principle, then you have to be renounced from the mm. thing itself. They call this word is vairagya. Mm. The word vairagya also means without raga. So mm. the word raga means the attachment. So a proportionate degree of attachment, uh, to that degree, our, mm. how you say, our, our objective vision of the object is eclipsed. You know, we can't see the object for the thing itself, but we see it only in terms of our raga. It's mm. like looking at uh, the world with red tinted glasses. Our raga mm. would be the red tint. So you're not able to see the object itself, but you're seeing it with the raga. Mm. So according to the degree of raga, to that degree, there's distortion of the object that you're looking at. Mm. And, um, and then you use it in ways that well, at least not in accordance with a higher principle. That would be impossible. And mm -hmm. you will use it in accordance with your raga. So mm -hmm. in order for there to be the proper use of things, there has to be the vairagya has to be there. You have to be without raga. It's, mm -hmm. Interestingly enough, Rupa Goswami, he also talks about this when he says yukta vairagya, which means like employing all the things in the world in Krishna's service. And the basic idea, Nirvana Krishna Sambandha, the basic idea is that one sees everything in relationship to Krishna. And mm. so seeing basically everything as paraphernalia potentially meant for serving Krishna. And that way you can engage in Yukta Vairagya. It is called as Vairagya, renunciation, because you don't use it for yourself. But mm. Yukta means like to link. Yukta and yoga mean the same thing. Yeah. So you're linking it to the Supreme. And so you're renounced for yourself, but you're still using it in relationship to the Supreme. They call this Yukta Vairagya. But the qualification that Rupa Goswami mentions for engaging Yukta Vairagya authentically, he also mentions Anasaktasya Vishan, that you're not attached to the object. 
Mm. So vairagya is required to create objectivity. And when you're looking at a thing objectively, then you can discern, you know, a higher principle from a lower principle. Mm. But if you're not looking at a thing objectively, you're looking at it in terms of your raga and dvesha, then your vision of the thing is distorted. So yeah. you cannot, you cannot use it properly. It's, you know, this is a, as an aside, this whole voting thing, people are coming up. I basically have the pain that no, one sh no one's qualified to vote. The vast majority of us are not qualified to vote. That's my opinion. I mean, we all have an opinion. We all have an opinion. That's okay. But we're not qualified. Neither we are politicians. Neither we know all the issues at play. Hello? No, your I, phone I like really think went... it's your phone. Down, I know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I can hear you. I can hear you. Yeah, so I was saying I'm, on the, I'm on the, of the opinion that no one's qualified to vote for mm -hmm. so many reasons. Reason one is that we're not like politicians. We don't really know what the issues are. Mm -hmm. um, or we only, and because of our raga or maybe our dwesha, we get zoomed in onto like one issue. And we're not mm -hmm. able to look at like a whole picture because that is the nature of raga. Or dvesha. Dvesha is the opposite side of raga, means hatred. So the nature of that raga and dvesha is that you, your vision of the thing in its own right is obscured. That is the, the nature of it. So if you have yeah. too much raga and dvesha, how you can make healthy choices based on that? Like nowadays, yeah. like take the, for example, Biden versus Trump. I haven't been keeping up with any of these things. But Biden is like a complete fool also. I mean, just mm. the things that I, the videos that, of his that have been sent to me, he's pretty foolish. And I'm pretty sure had this been like two years ago, was it two years ago or three years ago when the Me Too movement was like really underway? Biden was like, he's like problematic figure because of his, you know, touching little girls and all these sorts of things. Mm. And people would have definitely, you know, how you say, threw him under the bus for that. But mm. now, because of the hatred for Trump, I've seen people here, at least in New York, take the stance like, whatever it takes to get Trump out of office, that's the only thing that's important. Yeah. Never mind, like, what are his, the values of this individual? Never mind the fact that he speaks all nonsense at so many of his events. Like, yeah. that's not important. We just got to get Trump out of office. So your hatred is obscuring your vision and how you supposed to make that's just i'm giving an example of how if you're not detached if you're not renounced then you cannot see things objectively and if you're not able to see things objectively how you can use those things according to a higher principle and not possible that's what that's the point i'm making i just gave this current event example to make it very and relatable I and I, and I thank you, I thank you for giving that example because Kavi has said something here, which I think is the normal, the kind of like normal way of looking at it. You know, it's like, oh, well, the lesser of two evils, right? Like, I'm just- It's still but, voting but, for but, evil. It's I know, still so voting that's, for evil. So yeah. that's my point because I think, yeah. I think that the lesser of two evils thing sometimes will make sense in this like giant political landscape. It's like, okay, well, this guy's, less worse than this guy so i guess so whatever but if we're looking like let's get out of the macro political whatever because that can be very intense and touchy and whatever but if i just like look at my spiritual life if i just look at my spiritual life 
and I look at things that are bad for me, things that are bad for me in my spiritual life. It's not like, oh, well, you know, this thing is really, really going to F up my spiritual life. So instead of doing this thing, I'm just going to do this other thing, which is still bad, but it's just a little less bad. And it'll make me more spiritual, question mark. Like, it doesn't really work that way, you know? Like, you have to really, <laughs> like, like, the bargaining, you know, it's like the bargaining doesn't work. It's like, you know, to give a gross example, to give a very gross example, it's like, oh, promiscuity is really bad for my spiritual life. So I'm just going to watch porn instead. Like, it doesn't, that doesn't work, you know? And, and, and I think that it's like, because we're on this like macro scale of like politics and whatever and this, it's like, okay, fine. This is the situation we have to do it. But it, it doesn't work, you know? Bargaining in the material world doesn't work. It's gonna be suffering either way. And essentially, you know, the, 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 the message and the philosophy in our, in, our, in our bhakti, lineage is telling us exactly this about raga and dvesha, that there are two ends of, um, you know, uh, a spectrum. There are two extremes at either end. And if I go towards one, I'll be there for a while and then boop, I'll get bounced back to this other one and I'll be there for a while and boop, I'll get bounced back to the other one and just like this. So there's no really winning in the material world and actually it's a place of suffering. And, and I'm gonna bring this point up because I've been talking about this point with um, the devotees that are here now recently. And we've talked about this in chit chat about that as someone who's trying to practice spiritual life, right? I'm someone who's trying to practice spiritual life, trying to practice bhakti. I have to be very aware of what my goal is, you know? Is my or is my goal this, whatever, you know, like all these issues and blah and whatever, which I'm not, I'm not saying that they're not important, but I'm saying that like, we have to be very clear because Bhagavatam is telling us padam padam vipadam natesham that our, our goal is not this material world, this place of pain and suffering where there's danger at every step is saying in Bhagavatam. No, our goal is Vaikuntha. Our goal is the lotus feet of Sri Krishna. So it's like, okay, I can have an opinion. Sure, whatever. But at the end of the day, is that opinion like derailing me? Is it taking me in a direction away from Krishna that I'm just like caught in this place of like, Biden, Trump, or, you know, promiscuity, or this, or like, that, but that, you know, and I get lost there. It's very easy to get lost yes. in those spaces. Even when you're a leader, so, and when we hear the word renunciation in spiritual circles, it gives a very particular image, you know, some sort of sage, maybe with long hair, some dhoti, like this. But even a leader, especially in the old world, but just as a principle, Leaders have to have a lot of vairagya also. Because as leader, for example, there will be tendency to put more emphasis on your close circle. That means, like, for example, your spouse, your kids, your family. But as a leader, you now have to think about the greater family. Rather, you're a leader of, like, an, a small organization, so the greater family is your congregation. Or you're the leader of a country, so the greater family is everyone in your country. You have to they have a lot of vairagya in order to be able to do that. The tendency will be to put me and mine first because that is what it means to be, op that is the opposite of vairagya. Opposite yeah. of vairagya is attachment and the root attachment is to my, I and mine. So I have to 
of course, me primarily. That's who I care about the most, naturally. And anyone who's connected to me, I also care about them by the principle of extending my ego into them. Mm. So that's the tendency. That's very natural. That's totally human, totally understandable. But when you're a leader, you can't afford to be like that because you mm. do harm to those that are under your care. So even as a leader, you have to have a lot of vairagya. It is mm. not that, oh, I am renunciation is for the sadhus, but it's okay for me to be attached. Mm. No, even you have to have a lot of vairagya. Of course, you have wife, you have kids, you, you, maybe you have facility as a leader mm. because you have a lot of responsibility. You have more facility than others. So mm. that tends to generate the image in the lay person that, oh, they are enjoying so nicely. They can enjoy so much facility. X, Y, Z, and one thinks in this way. But actually, you have to have a vairagya, actually, because you have, mm. precisely because you have all that stuff. And if you don't have a sufficient amount of vairagya, then you will use that stuff to exploit those who are under your care in favor of me and mine, basically. Mm. So the principle of vairagya is so important as a general rule of thumb. It's an important principle if you want to move towards a higher principle. Like the way we got into this whole little shit now is that if I want to use objects like a cell phone, that was the example you gave. If I want to use it in, in accordance with the higher principle, it has to be vairagya. Vairaga, yeah. without raga. That has yeah. to be there. If you want to be a leader, then also vairaga. You have to be without raga. means that that can't be the controlling principle. Obviously, there will be some level of attachment there, but it can't be the, the controlling principle. And that, mm. that's why so many, so few are qualified for being leaders or qualified for accepting the, and particularly nowadays, mm. I see sidebar, sorry, this is sidebar, but, um, <laughs> you know, so much talk about what the society needs to be better. But I'm like, yeah, most of us can't even maintain a proper relationship for more than like a year. And that's like, if you're doing really good. <laughs> and um nowadays so if you can't even maintain a proper relationship how you will give guidance for how to improve a whole society for example so that yeah. also vairagya has to be there also it's very interesting even even if you have like a romantic relationship in order for it to be successful there has to be a, a sufficient amount of vairagya yes uh, it means that you have a way of being your spouse or partner has a way of being and you might have to be a little detached from that so that you compromise for the success of the relationship. For example, I'm just giving an example of how this Vairagya principle comes up in so many scenarios in order for, in order for one to work according to a higher principle. Yes. Okay, the relationship is more important than any individual in the relationship. So let me like chill out in this, uh, this little idiosyncrasy I have to let go of in order for my relationship to be successful. So much Vairagya mm. is there. Mm. So, nowadays because people don't know about this principle nor are they intending to put it so then they're, they're not <laughs> having good time not, uh, <laughs> i think it's interesting because we've we've mentioned this principle a lot of vairagya uh being being not attached essentially being renounced and internally renounced not just saying that i'm renounced but internally still holding on to the thing and I think that this last point that you made is so interesting because it's like you said, like, yeah, people are not even knowing about this, about this principle. People are not even knowing about this principle. And 
Uh. Says even if people knew, probably, and that's really slow sometimes because I feel I feel very I feel very fortunate and grateful. Like honestly, I think about my I feel I think about my life personally, and I'm like, you know, we've been talking a lot with the devotee friends that are here. It's just like God, thank God, thank God we met the devotees. Like, thank Krishna that some weird mystical plan of Krishna's, we somehow came across the devotees. And I think about my own story. I was like a little bit reluctant, to be honest. I like met the devotees when I was young. I met the devotees when I was 21 years old. And I was like, mm, mm, mm. And it took, it took meeting them again and again and again. I was like, uh, uh, uh. And finally, there was a moment of surrender where I was just like, okay, yes, like this is what I'm supposed to do. And I really think of how fortunate we are to have, met devotees in our life to have embraced the philosophy because to think uh, that the majority of people even if they heard about the values that we speak about in my own you know mental called fluctuations uh the values of being kind and forgiving like the majority of people you know, this is not what we're hearing in our social milieu, basically. We're not hearing this. The majority of what we're hearing is very much more of like every man for himself, you know, American exceptionalism, you're the best, you can do whatever you want, leave others in the dust. If you have to, you know, put other people down to get ahead, then it's what you got to do. It's a dog eat dog world out there. You just got to, yeah. you know, like this. And it's like, it's very, very... You know, we think of that verse in Bhagavad Gita about what is, what is, how does it go? What is night for the, for the detached, uh, for the renounced sage is uh, the time of awakening for the, for the, for normal, for normal people. And what is the time of awakening for normal man is night for the detached. It's basically like looking at the duality or kind of like the mirror images of like really what is like, what we are. Ooh. Okay, sorry. So uh, other people are like, um, sorry, I lost my train of thought. Other people are looking at it as if like, it doesn't really mean anything as like those things aren't important, you know, at all. And that's really scary to think of that people don't think that humility is important or don't think that, um, and maybe they might think it, but like on a lived experience, like in a lived experience, because this is the point that I'm going to make and then I'm going to stop because I'm ranting, is that I can say that I think attachment is cool. You know, uh, sorry, I can say that I think detachment is cool or that renunciation is cool. I can say that. Yeah, yeah, it, it'd be nice to be renounced. Or it'd be nice to be detached. But actually like bringing that into a lived reality, actually bringing that into my life, like I'm detached from the situation. I have a sense of detachment from this person. I have a sense of, you know, letting go of control because I know I'm not the controller and Krishna is the controller. Like that actually takes many, many, many years, if not a lifetime of practice and mercy. You know, I can't just like turn off a switch or turn on a switch and be like, oh, I'm, I've achieved it. I'm there, you know, if that makes sense. Yeah, like I caught like maybe a quarter of that because it was really breaking up. Sorry. Uh, <laughs> it, is, it is what it is, folks. Please be detached. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think what I was able to catch 
is that basically there's agreement. And yeah. I guess to the degree we're not able to practice vairagya, then that, no, if you, depending on how you want to live your life, of course, then that will determine the degree in which you engage with certain objects. So if you know that, you know, you don't have so much vairagya in one area, then you have to stay a little clear of that thing. But the thing, this is what makes modern life so difficult. Let's say something like phone. Many of us may have unhealthy relationship with the phone. Mm. So we may say, actually, I need to have a little bit more vairagya in this area. So I need to let go of the phone. But you cannot exist without the phone today. Practically, it's particularly if you're interested in participating in mainstream culture in any way, then you need to have a phone in order to do that. Mm. But that phone is also the cause of so much degradation, let's say. And you may come to the point of realizing that I need vairagya in this area. But you cannot practice vairagya because then how you will function in mm. relationship to the society. Mm. So this has become the, the great difficulty of mm. our generations. Mm. The genera the our you know, millennial generation onward, this is our great challenge. Yes. Uh, we're losing, we're losing, with the speak of being spiritual, we're losing momentum and just becoming more a human. We're losing yeah. like, like, yeah, what's the word I'm looking for? Yeah, our humanity, as, as tech is growing, and you can use technology to practically do everything, make music, you know, previously it used to be cool, you had to like spend a lot of time learning an instrument, and now you just have to be really good at pressing buttons in a particular pattern, yeah. and you can be like a multi-million dollar recording <laughs> artist, you know, and um, without having like necessarily a lot of skill or profound levels of skill, you're just really good at doing that somehow yes. or other. Um, and so we're losing, I'm not finding the right word, but we're losing, we're, su we're, we're suffering from innervation. I don't know how to yeah. say this in a little bit smoother way, but the innervating potency of the world itself is kind of eroding our humanity, what to speak mm. of our spirituality. And it's almost like we have no way to get out of it. This is really morbid. Maybe there's a more positive note to this. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I'm gonna try. I'm gonna. I'm, I'm feeling positive these days, folks. I'm so, feeling positive too. I just don't know how I got down that particular tunnel. <laughs> I don't know how you got down that tunnel either. Okay, I'm gonna try to spin it positively. Honestly, I think that I'll speak to my experience of just this past two weeks. I'm here in Ecuador, as you all know. And before I was like by myself for like two and a half weeks. And then after being mm. by myself, I was with my family and it was super intense. But being by myself was super intense. And then being with my family was super intense. Like, like just exactly what you said, like what to speak of trying to be spiritual, just like my own humanity, like, like my own like personhood and not just being like an animal made sleep, you know, defend and eat like this, like that was at stake. I was just like, oh my God. And um, so I've had devotees come, devotees, two devotees from our Bhakti Center community. They've come to stay with me here in Ecuador for some time. And then tomorrow, also another devotee friend of mine from Brazil is coming to stay for some time. And we're making like this little devotee haven here. And I really, it's, I really think that association and like-minded association is so, it's super powerful. Mm -hmm. And to, to encourage you, to not go down those 
dark paths of like losing your humanity to ideas. You know, you can lose your humanity to an ideology for sure, 100%, to a social movement, to an ideology, to group think, to like what everyone is telling you. You, have, you can lose your humanity to that. Uh, you know, we, we can go into examples later, or losing my humanity to material things, losing my humanity to um, like this. I think that the association that you keep really helps keep you on track, essentially. And if you have a lack of association, or if you have, you know, not so great association, it's going to, it's going to usher your path into you know losing your humanity much quicker just mm. like ex exploiting things exploiting people exploiting the phone for your own use being in the false ego being attached being afraid you know like this and something that i think you know last thing i'll say on this something that i think is that when you're in those spaces when you're in those spaces of like you know i've been in those spaces when you're in those spaces of like being attached being fearful of losing the thing that you are attached to, you know, being in your false ego. It's like, it's like there's, it's like you're stuck in like, I don't even know how to describe it. It's like, okay, I know how to describe it. I know how to describe it. You know, like in those game shows or like, you know, on shows like TV shows where like you're in a car and it seems like you're driving somewhere, but actually it's just, it's just that screen that they roll. Do you know what I'm talking about? And it seems okay, like you're driving. I think so. You know what I'm talking about? It's like, it seems like you're going somewhere, but they're just like doing this and it's sending an image like this. I feel like it's like that, where it's like, you feel like you're going somewhere, but actually you're completely and utterly stuck. Like you're in the gunas, hardcore, you're clouded over, you're in the mire, you're in the muck. And like, I mean, let's be real. We're just in sense enjoyment at that point. I've been there, you know, no shame. It happens a lot. And it's like, what to speak of like having any clarity of vision for like what you want your life to look like when you're in those spaces, because it's like, you're just, you're just there, you're just existing, you know, and it's a really unfortunate place to be in. And the thing is that once, you know, once you really have had the association of devotees, or once you've been in devotional circles, once you've been to a kirtan, it's like, you realize how sweet, you know, and how precious and valuable this other way that life could be is that when you go back to those spaces you know when you have a reversal or when you have a fall or whatever it is when you have a thing like you remember it's like oh god like how did i get into this situation like how am i here right now like mm. don't i remember how sweet it was to like be in the kirtan with those devotees like or don't i remember how sweet it was to just like be simple and eat prashadam and like this. It's like, how did I get here? Like, I'm in this mess of like, whatever, you know, whatever it is, we're not going to go into details. We don't want to embarrass anyone. Like, how did I get here? But my point is that if I'm here and I've never had the mercy of association of devotees, it's like, I'm here. That's it. <laughs> you know? Don't judge so, me. <laughs> mm -hmm. uh, so I think yes. association is such a, it's such a key thing. It's uplifting and it really helps you stay on that path. It really helps you like not be so attached. Hopefully, mm -hmm. fingers crossed, you know. <laughs> that seems like association. That's always our like, the, like the trump card. Oops, maybe I'm not supposed to use that word. <laughs> but like the, you know, the, if you're having any difficulty, then association. <laughs> <laughs> the magic card that fixes everything.
All right, nice. Um, we have an announcement. We have an announcement, everyone. Please stay on. It's a very important announcement. So we will continue doing chit chat on Monday, Wednesdays, and Fridays. Um, starting next week on Monday, we'll be doing it through our own platform. So um, we won't be doing it through the Bhakti Center platform anymore. And uh, we will be doing it through our own platform. So our own Instagram accounts. And we will also be going on Facebook Live and maybe Zoom. We're still figuring it out whether we should like also do Zoom. Um, I don't know, but we're definitely going to take it onto Facebook Live. Um, so we will be posting about it on the Bhakti Center's um, Instagram uh, stories to notify everyone that like we will be going through this transition and also on our Instagram stories. Uh, so we hope that you all keep tuning into Chit Chat. We are, we, it's very much a smooth transition. The Bhakti Center is very uh, happy and encouraging of us to make this transition. Um, so we hope that you keep on listening. And we'll still be uploading to SoundCloud and uh, we'll be Spotify and maybe Apple as well. Uh, one question that we have for the audience. Maybe we should put that, it as a poll. Well, we can ask it now. Also, yeah. But put it as a poll so we can get a clear yeah we'll put it as a well. we'll put it as a poll on the instagram stories but we're wondering because right now chit chat is at 6 p.m eastern standard time and we know that we have a lot of listeners all over the world some in australia some in the europe and like the uk so we're wondering if like if this is a good time or if maybe we should make it like an hour earlier or what so maybe we will make a poll about that on stories and give some options. So Sanjeev Ranirada says, yes, please change the time because Sanjeev Ranirada is in the UK and I know we have some listeners in the UK. And in the UK, I think it's like 11. 11. It's like yeah, 11 right now. Yeah, 11.30. So we're super grateful for everyone in the UK who's always tuning in like 10 to 10.30. So yeah, we were thinking of maybe making it like an hour early. So it's like nine or maybe two hours earlier. I don't know, but that might mess up the Aussie time. I'm not sure. So maybe we'll make a poll and we'll see how that goes. But yes, everyone, that's the big news. We're shifting over onto our own social media platforms. We're going to go through Facebook Live and Zoom and we will um, keep you all posted about that. So thank you all so much. Thank you, Kaylee, for your encouragement. Thank you, Isa Zanti. Thank you, Param. It's so nice to see you, Parmananda. Hari Hari no. Bol. Uh, I miss you, Parmananda, at a loss since you both left. Well, Jaya is in New York. so I, I know. We're going to hang out. We're going to hang out soon. Okay. So please see each other. Thank you, Melissa. Thank you, um, Madhavapuri and Pat and Aditi and everyone. Sorry for the connectivity issues. I'll make sure to be in the other room that I'm usually please in. Please do. But, please do. But I'm pretty sure it's Instagram. I teach yoga everywhere. I teach yoga there. I teach yoga here. And there's no problems. So anyway, Madhavapuri, thank you. I will be there. Awesome. Thank you so much, Madhavapuri. Thank you all so much. And we shall see you uh, on Friday. Today's yes. Wednesday, right? Yes. Okay. So, so we'll be still doing through Bhakti Center on Friday. So we'll see you on Friday. Okay, everyone? Hare Krishna. Hare Bull. Thank you. Thank you, Jaya. Hari Hari Thank Bo. you.